Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. A story that we've been looking at and following for the last number of weeks um, is in relation to the barristers around the country. Sean D. Rafter is a barrister based here in Kilkenny. And he said that today he is withdrawing his services to call on the government to implement a meaningful and time-limited mechanism to determine fees payable to barristers by the Office of the Director of Public Prosecutions. And joining me in studio, seeing as he has some free time on his hands today, is uh, Sean D. Rafter. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, Brian, and good morning to all your listeners. Thank you for having me on the, on the show. And it's with great regret that I'm not in a courtroom this morning. Uh, my colleagues and me, we won't be in court this morning. We have withdrawn our services. And as you said, uh, we've reluctantly uh, and slowly come to this point where we're forced to do this, to call on government to implement, as you said, an independent, meaningful and time-limited mechanism to determine fees payable to barristers. And this is barristers on both sides of the House. This is barristers who represent the people of Ireland, uh, appearing on behalf of the Director of Public Prosecutions, and barristers who represent accused persons who, because of their circumstances, cannot afford to pay for their own uh, uh, re- representation. It's also in circumstances where, and, and I suppose your listeners need to understand this, uh, barristers' fees were reduced quite severely in the context of the financial emergency, and no complaint is made about that. Judges, guards, prison officers, court service staff, everybody had their fees uh, and their wages uh, reduced. But I suppose the difference between all those uh, criminal uh, justice sector workers and actors is they've all had their fees restored at yeah. this point. Whereas barristers, we remain the only people uh, in the courtroom, apart from defence solicitors and, and and barristers on both sides of the house, who have not had our fees restored. And, and what that means in real terms, I suppose, for your listeners, is that a, a barrister working uh, in a criminal prosecution is being paid at rates of pay that are equivalent to those paid in 2002. Let's frame that timeline a little bit because you've talked about when um, those payments were reduced, going back to the financial crisis. And there's no doubt people would be maybe some of them will be turning up at court today expecting to have their case resolved mm, or started and they'll be certainly discommoded but that's the point of actions like this absolutely. Um, but to go back to the five budgets I think ago was when there was some sort of agreement in place that yes it would be something that would be looked at and yes, would potentially correct. be restored that's correct there um, was a review group um, uh, we we started this in 2016, so this is this is a long time coming. Uh, your listeners need to understand. And in, in 2016, we we first started to call for restoration. In 2018, a review group uh, led by the Department of Justice and the Office of the Director of Public Prosecutions looked at this issue, and that uh, review group concluded that barristers had delivered reforms and flexibilities to work practices that were equivalent to every other actor within the criminal justice sphere, and uh, effectively there was no case not to restore fees. And indeed, to be fair to the Minister for Justice, she is on the record as having said she herself sees no reason why fees uh, haven't been restored uh, for barristers in line with every other actor in the criminal justice sector. So I suppose we're, we're, we're mystified. We're, 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 we're confused. We don't understand why the Department of Public Expenditure and Reform and the Minister for Justice is refusing to, to engage with us, are refusing to look at, the, at what is a very a modest demand. This is not a demand for increase in fees. This is not a demand for more money. This is a demand simply to put us back at where we were in 2002. Sean, I mean, the Minister has also said that she feels that you've maybe acted in a fashion that's maybe slightly untimely because obviously the budget is coming next week and she seemed to be referring 
inferring or suggesting that maybe, you know, if you had to just hold your, kept your powder dry for another week, there might not have been a need for this action to actually take place. Um, do you take, though, any solace from that word that maybe this time next week the issue will be resolved? Look, I, I, I disagree fundamentally with the Minister. Um, this has been a live issue for seven years. The review group concluded in July 2018. There has been a significant agitation and disquiet about this issue in the ranks of the criminal bar for some significant period of time. And I suppose the criminal bar is a very distinct and unusual uh, aspect of, of, of the Bar of Ireland. It's, a, it's, it's, in my view, and I think in the view of most who practice there, it's, it's, a, it's fundamental to the administration of justice in this state. It's mm. fundamental to our democratic system. And, you know, many people won't have been in, in, in a criminal courtroom. They might have served on a jury. But when, when an individual is accused of a very serious crime, that is ultimately life-changing for that individual. When a person is the victim of a very serious offence, that also is life-changing. And we need robust, strong, safe, solid, reliable systems of public justice uh, that uh, give uh, the public and society at large an assurance and a sense that we have a system that works well. People who do wrong are are convicted and are dealt with appropriately. Victims of crime are heard. And people who are accused of wrongdoing and who are innocent can rely on a publicly funded uh, system, uh, if they don't have the money to pay for themselves, to know that they have the best uh, available to represent them and to be in their corner against the might of the state. I mean, the the, the other statistic that's mind-boggling here is the attrition rates at the criminal bar. Mm. So when a young barrister starts, they will... They will, uh, they will start their, their practice in civil or crime. A very small number start in, in criminal practice every year. Some uh, uh, do their pupillage with, a, with a, a barrister in general practice. I'm in general practice and I'm established. But uh, we're seeing massive attrition rates in the criminal bar. 60%, and this is on photo research carried out by the Bar Council of Ireland, 60% of barristers who uh, practice in the area of crime leave within six years. And that's either leaving the area of practice or leaving leaving practice altogether. After how many years of training? After six. Yeah, so six years of training, six years of practice. Um, to, to train to be a barrister, you have to have an undergrad degree. You have to do your, your mandatory training in King's Inns, which is a, a, a year. And then you have, uh, most barristers have two, some have three, on the ground training, which is called pupillage, or yep. where they're under another barrister, uh, uh, learning, 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 learning the the skills effectively. So this is maybe ten years of so investment, you, you, and they're walking away after four, five, six years. Sean, you mentioned that obviously this is a, a, a very essential, fundamental mm. arm of the state. Absolutely, um, it's not available to people today because of the action no. that you guys have decided to take. Um, if it's a case that by a week and probably another six hours the budget has been published and there's no move on this, what will be the next steps for the uh, for the Bar of Ireland to look at taking? I'm not really looking at the next step. I'm simply focused on today. Um, the Bar Council of Ireland and our Kilkenny uh, based and, uh, and born uh, chair Sarah Phelan and the Criminal State Bar have done excellent work in highlighting this issue. We remain focused on our campaign today. Um, it's a sorry sight to see criminal practitioners standing outside courthouses um, with placards looking for fairness, yeah. to have their pay restored. John, barristers, are very stri- barristers, are very stri- barristers are very strategic thinkers. They have to be by the very nature mm. of, of the job that they mm. do. There must have been some sort of discussion or some sort of sense as to, well, this is the action we take today. Hopefully it gets what we want next Tuesday. But if it doesn't, 
here's what we've got to do next. I, I'm really not in a position uh, to comment on what's going to happen next. All I can say is that I remain confident, having spoken to many of um, our listeners, public representatives, uh, hearing what the Minister for Justice has said, I remain confident that um, most uh, in government government realise that the, the claim is very modest, it's very reasonable, it's very fair, it's very sensible, and that it's necessary to stem the flow of flight of criminal barristers from uh, the criminal justice sector and I remain confident the government will act. I'm not looking beyond today. Frankly, I want to be in court today. I want to be representing my clients in in, in obtaining the best possible outcome for them, whether that's in the context of a criminal trial or a sentencing hearing or, or in a consultation. But I'm not doing that today. I'm not providing that advice or that representation. I'm disappointed I can't do that. But like so many of my colleagues, this is an, an individual decision I've made, but in the context of a recommendation of the Bar Council. Like so many of my colleagues, I feel like I have no choice because I see the, the dire consequences that this uh, failure to restore pay is having on the junior bar and on the sector in general. But you are hopeful that it will be resolved by I, next Tuesday? I, I remain hopeful the Minister understands our position. There is, there is deafening silence from, the, uh, from deeper. Uh, uh, on this issue. Uh, uh, They haven't met us in over a year. They haven't answered our correspondence. Um, I live in representative democracy. Uh, The representatives who represent me in this constituency and my colleagues in other constituencies have been raising this issue. So one hopes that if the system functions, sense will prevail. Yeah, Sean Rafter, um, based here in Kilkenny, a barrister based here in Kilkenny. Um, thank you very much for your time this morning. I thank know you. it's time that you didn't wish uh, to have on your hands, but you have. And hopefully, hopefully, I won't have to speak to you again soon, although it would Please be a God. pleasure. <laughs> um, Sean Rafter, looking at the situation affecting so many barristers right across the country on the show there this morning. If you've got any comments, do you feel some support? Do you understand the need for that arm of the justice system to be working efficiently every day that the courts sit, that the barristers can be in representing people like you and me and friends and family, um, do let me know. 083 306 9696. We await the budget um, due in a week and about six hours, I would suggest, um, to see how that and so much more plays out. Stay with us. I'll be back with you in just a moment. KCL or live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo with a fantastic range of shops, food outlets and a state-of-the-art IMC cinema. See fairgreen.ie.